Welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. Hey, Renee. Hey, girl. Hey. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. How are you doing today? I'm good. I cannot complain whatsoever. Because you know what? Complaining don't get you nowhere. (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm ready to get into this podcast. It's going to be a good one. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's been going on with your week? What's giving you life this week? OMG. So the thing that's giving me life this week is Will Smith's Instagram. (laughs) I am in love with his Instagram. Thank you, Will Smith, for joining Instagram. He is the best. Yes. Oh, my God. Not only is he funny, and, like, when he does the scare on on Homeboy for the week, I can't remember his name, but it's freaking hilarious. And then the knowledge that he drops, um, that he has in his moments, that he does about discipline, happiness, fault, and failure. Love. Thank you, Will Smith, for finally joining Instagram. Three, not even three months in, this dude is at 11.3 million followers with only 84 posts. Hello? Hello? What is Homeboy of the Week? No, not Homeboy of the Week. He scares one of his friends, but I can't remember his name. Um, um, he scares this guy every single week. So he started doing it maybe about a week or two ago, and I called him Homeboy because I couldn't remember his name. Oh, okay. But he goes and he scares this guy, and it's like hilarious. So now it's a weekly thing that he does. <laughs> And the guy is like, oh, like always scared because it catches him off guard. So it's like hilarious. Love Will Smith. I love Will Smith. And he still looks so good. Yes. Sorry, Jada, but your man is, hey, he is more than a snack. He a meal. Another five course meal like M'Baku. Yes. Hey, boo. Yes. So what's giving you life this week? Speaking of M'Baku, he is my screensaver. <laughs> so is that part of your life? <laughs> Ooh, wait. I was talking to my friend and she was like, I got M'Baku as my screensaver. I was like, that's a nice idea. <laughs> when I look down at my phone to see M'Baku. Hey, boo, hey. I had a, like an aerial view of Chicago before that I had taken from the plane. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and so he's like on my lock screen. And then my home screen like the background like once I'm on the phone and like you know where the apps are Mm -hmm. is Beyonce but it's like um, from the Mrs. Carter tour she has this like um, black leather jacket and it's like Texas and diamonds on the back and it was custom made by Diesel because like um, so there's a part in her tour that year where she like you know, I was getting ready for another set and Mm -hmm. it it comes on and she just like has her back to the audience with this Texas um, jacket on and I was at the concert that year with one of my girlfriends from Texas and we were like, oh "Oh my God, yes! And I love that photo and so I have it as like my computer uh, background and I, so I have her as my phone background and then I have M'Baku when he's sitting on that throne. Woo! As my, um, that's my lock screen. That's so funny. <laughs> Do you realize, I just realized something, that you're half Chicago, well, half Texas, because that's where you're from, uh-huh. and half Chicago, yeah. and I'm half Chicago, because that's where I'm from, and half Texas. Right. So you are from Chicago and lived in Texas for a while, and I am from Texas 
and have moved to Chicago. Yeah. A different town. Connection. Right. Yeah, a different, different time. time. So, um, always a Texas girl. Never forget. And I'm like, I want that jacket, Beyonce. Um, so, I don't know. Black Panther is still giving me life. <laughs> Speaking of. I can tell. Speaking of, it's still giving me life. And it's been about a month now since it came out. But, man, Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. I was talking to one of my friends and she's going to see it for like the fourth time. And it was like, yeah, it's just like so good. It's kind of like, I miss it. I want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Like before it totally goes out the theaters, I may get a third time in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm still getting my life from Black Panther, y'all. <laughs> About a month later. <laughs> Uh, but I know I'm not alone in that sentiment. No, you're not. There are many people in the world that are still getting their Black Panther life together. Hello. And their edges snatched. Yeah, and I do not do Halloween. I haven't, like, dressed up in, like, forever. <laughs> but you better believe I'm going as Okoye as part of the Dora Milaje as Halloween this year. Like, it's going to be lit. I may actually have a Halloween house party. Right. All Black Panther attire required. <laughs> okay. And speaking of, just I got to throw this in. This is hilarious. Since I'm a big IG person and been on IG a lot. Um, what is IG? People may not Instagram. know Instagram. Yeah, that's, you know what? You're right. Instagram. Mm-hmm. So Kev on stage is somebody that's on Instagram. And so somebody named their child Wakandria T'Challa. <laughs> and their last name is Jackson. You a lion. I am dead serious. Have we seen the birth certificate for proof? Well, it's a you know, he has a picture, a screenshot of it. Like and he is going in, yes, oh about gosh. it. And then the, it, the hashtag is the existence of my whole entire life or something like that, it says. Whew. So it is freaking hilarious. So if you get a chance and you are on Instagram, please go to Kev on stage and look up the Wakandria. Black Panther baby, Wakandria. T'Challa Jackson. I cannot. <laughs> I mean, people name their children after people all the time. <laughs> Shoot, Kim and Kanye just named their baby Chicago. Chicago. Right. I mean, plenty of people were named after Aaliyah. I mean, this is a funny story. I have a white girlfriend who her parents almost named her Aisha. Oh Lord! Because they love No, it was uh, isn't she lovely? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Lovely Aisha. That song had just came out around the time they found out they were pregnant with her. It was like what late seventies, early eighties, or something. And they wanted to name her Aisha. These are white people from Ohio. I mean, no, white people from Iowa. And so she joked. I remember her telling me that, and I was like. Girl, that would have been the funniest thing. I would just be calling her Aisha from this point on. Like, if you ever With introduced your blonde me to hair and I'd be like, hey, Aisha girl. <laughs> With her blonde hair and blue eyes, I said, that would have been the funniest thing if they would have named you Aisha. Because they were like, they loved that song and they thought it was such a pretty That's name. So I was funny. like, yeah, that would have went left fast because everybody black ended up naming their child Aisha. And you would have been the only white With girl. With the nickname Isha. <laughs> Now you got all kind of Isha's. Keisha, Takesha, Aisha, Laisha, <laughs> Wakandresha. Yeah, I ain't taking it that far with the mm. Black Panther, but God bless them. Yes. It's, a mo- <laughs> it's, it's definitely a movement at this point. It's a movement. Okay, y'all. 
Let's get into it today. And what are we talking about today, Renee? We are talking about so many things. Well, two things kind of tied into one, but really mostly about when men walk up to you and they want to tell you to smile Mm -hmm. and like being harassed um, as a woman, being harassed and catcalling and things of that sort. And uh, street harassment. Double-sidedness of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you're right. I mean, street harassment is a real thing. And, um, you know, there was a survey done. Toya is back with the facts, (laughs) y'all. Y'all know how I do. She need a t-shirt that say that. Toya is back with the facts. That rhymes. My friend used to call me by the book Benson. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, you and your rules and your... (laughs) <laughs> oh my God, I love that. It's the Capricorn in me. And uh, so a 2014 survey found that 65% of all women had experienced street harassment. Among that, 23% had been sexually touched, 20% had been followed, scary, and 9% had been forced to do something sexual. And... It's not just women. I want to say that mm-hmm. because also compared to the 65% of women, there are 25% of men who have reported being street harassed as well. Um, and that number is higher for men um, that identify as part of the LGBT community. Um, and of that, 9% of those were sometimes homophobic or transphobic slurs. So very unfortunate, you know, mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, you think about street harassment, it's not just like, hey, ma, you know, people are taking it far. And you talked about the don't tell me to smile. You know, that's real. We're walking down the street, minding our business or walking in Walgreens trying to get our whatever we need to get. And, you know, smile more. That's harassment, too. Right. Do not tell me to smile more. I mean, why? You don't know where I've been, what's on my mind, what I just went through. Maybe I had a rough day. Maybe my dog died. Maybe (laughs) I'm not feeling well. You are not a mind reader, sir, and you cannot dictate my feelings or freedom of expression. You don't have the right to tell me to smile, especially if you don't even know me. And then my thing is, what is my smile going to do for you? Not a doggone thing. <laughs> yeah, I almost slipped up there. <laughs> what, you know, what will me smiling do for you? Is it that you just want to see my pearly whites? Is it that, you know, like, why do I have to make my, why do I have to change something about myself or fake how I'm feeling, perhaps, to make you feel better? Next time somebody tell me to smile. Okay, I'm going to smile, but you better give me a dollar. <laughs> You're going to be charging for the I'm, I'm charging for smiles now. Yeah, so, you know, people think that's subtle, but I think we have to have this conversation about what harassment really means. And, you know, this has come up a lot with the Me Too movement, you know, because people are coming out with everything ranging from I was physically raped to I was groped. And, you know, there are a lot of people that are trying to debate it, and it's just like, no, harassment is harassment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not telling... You know, trying to police a woman is what this is all about. You know, you are trying to police me when you tell me, smile more, do this. Or you should be, you know, uh, glad somebody is, you know, calling you beautiful or yelling at you out of a car window. No, that's embarrassing, actually. Right. I mean, I remember last year on Mother's Day, I was coming out of Walgreens. And this guy was coming from eating. And he didn't know me. I didn't know him. And he was like, smile because it's Mother's Day. 
And I thought to myself, how freaking rude yeah. it was for him to say this to me. What if I just lost, what if I lost my mother? What if I had a bad relationship with her? Um, what if I lost a child and I was supposed to be a mother, but I, I don't have a child any longer? You don't know what, or, or what if I'm having trouble conceiving a child? You don't know what's going on and what business of it is yours for me to smile because it's Mother's Day. What if I was at my breaking point and just broke down right there in front of you? What you going to do then? Well, I have lost my mother. And so Mother's Day is a very sensitive topic for me. And um, my mother has been passed for um, 16 years now. Um, And so... I probably, in those 16 years, have been to church twice Mm -hmm. on Mother's Day. I don't even go um, because it's just hard. And I agree with you. There have been times where I have been out and about and people, I can be at the grocery store buying chips on Mother's Day. And it's Happy Mother's Day. And it's like, every woman isn't a mother. And yes, why every woman is somebody's daughter, you don't know like you said, the relationship I have with my mother, or you don't know if she's even alive. Now tell me when Father's Day comes around, do we do that? No. Do men, do we text all of our guy friends and say happy Father's Day? No. You know, and so like us women, we don't make these things up. You know, there are, there are so many things that, um, you know, women are called out for and that we have to deal with. And that is one of them. It is just a very difficult day for me. Um, because it's just like, don't assume that every woman is a mother or has a good relationship with her mother or even has one. You know, I think the proper thing to do is to say, well, if you're a mother, I wish you a happy Mother's Day. And I have had people say that. And I'd be like, I'm not, but I appreciate that. Absolutely. You know, rather than just forcing it upon me, because like you said, now you have forced me into having some kind of feelings. And so I don't want to get stuck on the Mother's Day thing because that's only one small example. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know... For example, I have been street harassed before. Thankfully, I have never been in a position where somebody has put their hands on me. But it's so funny, y'all. Today that we're coming to record the podcast, I actually experienced it. And I was just like, if this isn't like, you know, a coincidence. Y'all need to talk about this. Right. It's such a coincidence, but I go to this place to get my car washed. And um, it's all men working this car wash. And um, there have been several times. I've been going to this car wash for years. Uh, when I'm getting out the car, they're smiling. Or, you know, some say, ah, oh, beautiful lady. You know, totally fine. Very respectful. Um, but then there are times where it's just a lot of like, woohoo, what this is, you know. And today was one of those days. I'm kidding you not. My car was ready. You know, so it was out front. And so I walk, you know, from inside the waiting area. And the walk that I took to like, go over to my car, wait for him to put a car scent in it. It was about, I kid you not, two minutes straight of woohoo and just all the men in the car wash area because they were still washing other cars. Just woohoo, yeah, you know. And it was so hard for me to just keep a straight face, wait on him to put my scent in the car. And the man that was putting the scent in my car was very nice. He was like, have a good day. But all behind me, it was all of these noises. And it just was uncomfortable. And it's not that... I don't enjoy a compliment and it's nice for people to like, you know, make a comment about you being attractive or beautiful, but you have to understand how that makes a person feel when all of this attention is called to them that I didn't ask for, Mm -hmm. you know? 
And it's just, what am I supposed to say? Do you want me to turn around and walk up and down the aisle for you? Do a show? Like, what? Right. you know, it's just rude. And I was just like, but you know what? This is the part of being a woman that it's like we have, we have learned to accept it. I got in my car and I just drove on over to the studio. You know, I didn't say anything. We've learned to just sit back and shrink. You know, when we are, you know, it was called out. It made me very uncomfortable and awkward. So the car wash was ten ninety nine, and the harassment was free. <laughs> Refund, please. Right. Because yeah. I didn't ask for that. Yeah, Thank I you. didn't ask for that. Um, and so, you know, the study says 65%. I'll argue it's more than that. You know, because think about all the women who maybe, wow, I didn't even consider that street harassment. That's harassment. Mm-hmm. It's unwanted attention. That's what harassment is. Yeah. I didn't ask for you to make, you know, these comments about me. I definitely didn't ask for you to join in with all the other men in there and then make me feel isolated. Um, so, you know, and you talked about whether it's harassing us or trying to force us to smile. And um, so in 2012, um, Tatiana Falazidid um, had a artwork project called Stop Telling Women to Smile. And this garnered a lot of attention. And basically what it was, was, you know, women um, told her their stories of street harassment. And all these times where men are saying, like, don't tell me to, you know, like, trying to tell them to smile or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, oh, you're, you're rude. Or, oh, you're mean. Or, let's talk about it, you're a bitch. You know? And um, this was turned, this was used in the... Um, 2017 Netflix series She's Gotta Have It. Shout out Spike Lee because that was the bomb. Thank you for remaking that. I'm actually not a fan of it, so we can talk about that a later. Yeah, that's another podcast. Yeah, um, it was it was decent. I watched it all the way through. I supported, but you know, um, not a a favorite. But shout out, it did get picked up for a season two, so I love Mm -hmm. that. Um, I always like to see everybody black. All right. So anyway, but Nola Darling is the character in this. And in one of the scenes, she's walking home from a friend's house late at night and a man calls her out. Sexy, sexy. What's your name, girl? Ayo, ma. You know, all of this, you know, typical catcalling. She rejects his advances and he has the man nerve to put his hands on her and he calls her a bitch. And so in the uh, show, she you know, basically recreates this 2012 campaign where she puts up this artwork of my name isn't. My name isn't bitch. My name isn't sexy. My name isn't etc. And, um, you know, to shout out to all the women that suffer serious trauma from this. Mm-hmm. You know, and she, and it's depicted throughout the show, you know, spoiler alert, but by now if you haven't seen it, <laughs> that's on you. Um, the trauma that she deals with from that incident, the fear that it places in her, how it overflows into her relationships with the men that she's dating. And her creativeness as well, too. Exactly. And her creativeness. And she did it anonymously. So even not wanting the people to know she was the artist behind it, even more fear mm-hmm. of what she could have as far as harassment by men who have an issue with it. Because there are men who will come out and be like... Well, you should just be appreciative of somebody showing you attention or this, 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 or why you stuck up. Exactly. 
Um, but, but also what I loved about it was, you know, Netflix also turned it into a social media campaign. So they created the hashtag my name isn't to give women a space to share their experiences with catcalling. And, um, uh, you know, it's, uh, and again, you know, these are things that we as women face, you know, and that I love that we are all starting to speak up more about it and, um, talk about it. And I think, Hopefully by us sharing um, on social media and seeing this depicted in TV shows and everything else, it's that I hope the men, you know, our brothers that we love and are seeing that and being like, you know what, maybe I'll be more careful next time. Mm-hmm. Maybe I won't say that when I see that sister because I don't know what she has going on in her mind. Absolutely. I mean, and I think that that's definitely a great point. Um I haven't necessarily been, I mean, I've been catcalled before, but it's been a while. But I remember as a child, even one time walking down the street, I mean, I was a little kid because I was holding hands with my mom and this just stands out to me. We were walking down to the neighborhood store and this man was catcalling my mom. And if looks could kill, the look that I gave that man, he would have (laughs) been dead because I didn't appreciate him disrespecting my mom. Mm. I was, this is my mother. Like, this is my protector. This is who I love. And you are acting a fool. Like, I knew it as a kid that that it was wrong to do that. And it made me feel uncomfortable. And I know that she was probably, like, uncomfortable as well, too. And, you know, you just, you have to be just conscious of what you're doing and what you're saying to people and how it affects them. And I know that sometimes, a lot of times, we don't always think about those things. We just act. Yeah. Um, and we don't think about what can happen behind those actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, there are some men and women who will say, well, you shouldn't be dressed like that. If you walking down the street with a tight skirt on, what you expect? Or this, this, this. Listen, I have been in yoga pants scarf on my head baseball cap <laughs> scarf I'm not one of them people that go out in the street with a satin bonnet let me be clear <laughs> thank when, god when I say scarf I mean a bandana maybe covering my head or a baseball cap y'all not gonna get no visual of me out there in no bonnet <laughs> I'm not about that life. And I want And if that's your life, that's fine. No, it's not fine. For you. For them. No. For no. Th- you're like, no. no. I'm I'm like that's a I, you do, do what makes you happy to me. Sidebar. <laughs> a satin bonnet is the sleepiest, girls. Yes, it is for that. However, if you're out there in your satin bonnet, you that's your me? business. No. I don't agree with that, but that's your business. As Lovey would say, I'm judging you. <laughs> anyway, I have had my bandana baseball cap on, no makeup, and still. So, don't tell me I, what I should wear. Don't tell me... We get harassed no matter what. And there's nothing, sadly, that a woman can do really to prevent it. Mm-hmm. And so you learn to just deal with it and be annoyed by it, unfortunately. And until, you know, men and the women who harass other women, because I don't want to just say that there are women, you know, harassing women. Um, until we all come together and realize that we need to respect people's boundaries um, and just find a polite way if you do want to approach somebody to get it done, it's just something we have to continue to deal with. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and in, in the movie, she's got to have it. I just wish that they would have touched on something a little differently. Um, I wish that they would have really focused on women using the word B, the mm-hmm. B word, um, the word yep. slut, the word hoe to describe our friends as well. 
because mm. it's also a problem. Isn't this a hidden form of harassment among ourselves? I mean, let's talk about that. We also have to look and uh, look at and respect respect or the lack of respect that we give each other as women by calling ourselves bish. You know, hey, that's my bish. Now I guys are like I don't I don't refer to my girlfriends that way. I don't either. And I think that you know, I'm glad that we don't and that we don't accept that. However, it is definitely out there in um, the world right now. It's mm-hmm. very popular to call yourself a boss bitch. That's true. It's very popular to I say, always say chick. I like chick too. Yeah, but uh, it's all—it's also popular to be like, I'm out with my 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 bitches. I'm out with um, I who was that? Uh, Offset called Cardi B. This is my bitch. Mm-hmm. Now I will say, as a member of the agency. And a Beyonce stand. You know, she the has Beijing that line, thing. the Beijing, yes, beehive all the way. She does have that line in formation when she says, you know, you know, you that bitch when you cause all this conversation. And, um, I mean, so that's such a loaded word. You know, I think people have taken it. I, I feel like when Beyonce is using that, you that bitch, it's like you that person everyone is talking about, you that one. I don't think she's meaning it like um, negative because like the boss bitch thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those words that have become so loaded, very similar to the N word. Don't want to get into that, but that's, a, mm-hmm. you know, we all know it's a very similar thing. Well, when I use it, I'm meaning this. I'm not using it for that. Um so, yeah, that one's hard because I do think people use it in a lot of different ways. Beyonce saying it in that way is different than a man walking up and being like, bitch, you know. Yeah, I agree that it's definitely different yeah. that people use it in different ways. But why are we using it at all? I mean, okay. when it when we look at it in the dictionary, it doesn't have anything positive. It doesn't say that there's two definitions of it. Mm. The definition is all the negative. The dictionary probably does, though. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look up the Urban Dictionary, but the dictionary.com, it said a female dog in slang terms, it says, is defined as malicious, unpleasant, selfish person, especially a woman, a lewd woman, disparaging and offensive, any woman. In all fairness, it does go on to talk about um, the word bitch as a man, too, uh, and being negative, but it still focuses on women. And so with that said, if that's the case... How can it be used in an endearing term? How, Sway? How? I think people have made it their own um, thing. So I feel like, think, for example, Insecure. The Mm -hmm. TV show Insecure um, with Yvonne Orji and Issa Rae's characters, Molly and um, Issa. They use that word all the time between them. And I cringe every time that I hear it. I have a girlfriend who was like, she could not get into... It the first season because she feels the exact same way as you do and it like hurt her ears to hear them say it but I feel like when they were using it with each other it was like in a sense replacing like girl or like they I know you didn't or mm-hmm. like uh, you know I don't think there was any of those words that you named behind it she was not no, calling yeah. her loot so I think people have taken the word and made it for themselves and maybe between them that's a playful term or they're saying it and it's like well you know I'm not calling you lewd or rude or mean I'm just 
it's a popular word and I'm like saying it. Mm-hmm. And they use that boss beat, you know, reference too. So I'm just for them, while it makes you cringe, like for them, they don't, it's, you know, it's, it's comfort for them. And I mean, yeah. I, I get that it's comfort for them. And not that they should change it because it makes me uncomfortable because right. who cares about what my point of view is to them? Um, I'm just, I still, I'm still going to watch the show regardless. However, I just think that it just, it's a negative connotation. And sometimes people say things in a playful situation um, and they try and wrap it up as to make it look mm. like it's something other than what it is. So I'm going to make this look friendly. I'm be like, yeah, that's my bitch right there. But I really mean, like, that's my girl. Like, that's my home girl. But what I really mean is I can't stand her. Mm. So even though it's playful sometimes, and even though you might say it in, like, I'm a boss bitch. Yeah, you might be as far as, like, the boss, but you could be a boss chick. You ain't got to be, like, saying it in... And wrapping it up in something that's really not what it's supposed to be. I don't know. That's just me. Okay, Ain't, There's nothing friendly or endearing about it to me. But Toya didn't looked it up on <laughs> the Urban Dictionary. So let's go. I am killing <laughs> over here. I looked up bitch on the Urban Dictionary. And it says, as we were just <laughs> saying, it is one of the most versatile words in the English language. Used to express a multitude of emotions, anger, anticipation, despair, endearment, excitement, fear, or horror, all achieved by one's enunciation. For example, we have (laughs) endearment. Hey, bitch. (laughs) Joy. Oh, my God, bitch. (laughs) Anticipation. Bitch, guess what? Envy. She's such a bitch. Surprise, bitch! <laughs> and finally, as a warning, bitch, don't try me. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Uh, sorry we had to use the B word so much, but, you know, um, hmm. I mean, and this proves the point that in popular culture or slang language and the Urban Dictionary is a pop culture dictionary, if you will, this is kind of how people have chose to um, take it, but I, I can agree with you in that before you start throwing that word around, even if to you it's a term of endearment, you need to like check your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I compare it insecure, but then when you think about Housewives of Atlanta, they throw mm-hmm. that around a lot. And Very I feel literally. like Issa and Molly are playful with it and it's endearment, but Nene, Kyle, and Portia one is like... <laughs> bitch don't try me or you know that it's a negative spin mm-hmm. and so it's all about the context and how you use it and um what you mean and so that's between women but when you talk about men you know offset you know how i feel about them per previous pot y'all check out episode two right it's cardi b goals and all to get how I feel about this whole offset and cardi situation so they're not the best example but that is an example since you brought it up of him calling his girl a bitch, but not in like a rude, lewd, you know, mean, negative way. He means it as like, this is my woman, this is my girl. I, I don't want my man calling me that. Oh, girl. no, never. And I think it's a passive-aggressive word. I mean, if you're saying it in quote-unquote terms of endearment, to me that's <laughs> passive-aggressive. I think that there's mm. something behind that. 
I, I will never see it as a term of endearment, even though people say it like, you know, they have different ways of saying it. I get that, but I'll never, ever embrace it. That's me. They say never, say never. I'm never saying never on that one. So if I slip up and say that to you one time, y'all give me <laughs> the podcast will come to an end because Renee will slap me upside my head. I don't call my friends that anyway. Right, so, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you think about tying it back to harassment. That word is used as an insult. Mm-hmm. I think about Hillary Clinton, you know, and in her presidential runs, you know, how often her being aggressive or her saying certain things, the first thing people were quick to call her was a bitch. Mm-hmm. Did they call Obama that? Did they call Trump that? You know, and I'm only saying Obama because he was, you know, kind of running along with her on the Democratic ticket um, in, you know, 2008. And, um, but yeah, I mean, she was often called that, you know, and yep. you don't hear men characterized as bitches, you know. Um, so Unless they do way- something that they feel is like feminine or mm, like in yeah. terms of like... Uh, what's the word that you I'm said it right? For. Feminine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They use it as like you acting like a woman, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and by acting like a woman, you're being a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's another way that people harass you, and you know, like you said, the ayo hey, ma, ayo hey, sexy, and then when you're like, get out my face, it's oh you bitch. Why well, gotta be that? Right. And it's at work that mm-hmm. it happens too, like. Women that are, again, like we talked about in last week's podcast, yeah. with the gender pay, you go in and you negotiate and you're assertive and you're hardworking. You ask for what you want. You set the guidelines. You set the rules. And you don't take, like, nothing off of nobody. Mm-hmm. You're seen as a bitch at work. Yeah. I remember, you know, I only have, like, one instance of being called that name. And it was in high school. And I can still remember this. And I remember coming home to my mom and, like, crying about it. Um, and it was an instance where I was walking down the hallway, and I wasn't giving this guy attention. It was one of my ex-boyfriends. And he was calling my name. Toy, I know you hear me. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, y'all, I was a little sassy something. I'm sassy now. But I was, was going to say, what? <laughs> that ain't changed, boo. In high school, for sure, I was. And so I'm with my girls, too, and I'm, like, walking down the hall, and I'm like, whatever, I ain't thinking about you, you know. Um, And he's calling my name, and he was front of his boys. And, you know, he was, oh, you ignore me, you know. I was like, da-da-da, whatever then, bitch. Ooh. Oh, you know, that stung. Right, that just hurt me. Yeah. how many years ago was that to you? Okay. We're not going to count up how many years. <laughs> high school. So. Right. Um, I remember, and I looked back like, really? That's what we're doing now? Mm-hmm. And I remember coming home and telling my mom, and I was just like, how could he? You know, this was an ex-boyfriend at one point. This was actually like one of my first like real like boyfriends. I couldn't date how I was really in high school. And I loved him and all these kind of things. And I remember my mom telling me, baby, he just showed you who he really is. Mm-hmm. And that is disrespectful. And you had no right to be called that. And don't you ever let another man call you that again. And if he does, you need to walk away. Because that is not right. Run. Don't walk. Because okay. there's so much more that's probably to that. 
And there was with that one. A whole mm-hmm. nother podcast. But yeah, I mean, you know, that was the only time I like dealt with it. But like I said, I still remember that sting. And so, you know, while, yeah, I, it's not something I use. I know that other people can say it to each other. Um, but it's all about the context. And it can hurt. You know, it's a difference in your girlfriend saying like, oh, bitch, you know, you're so crazy. <laughs> and then a man calling you out like that. Um you know, and I think we have to keep that in mind, and that's that thing about it being a very versatile word and very loaded. It's very loaded, for sure, and very versatile. I mean, but it's, I don't know, I guess this one article that I read in, in hercampus.com, mm-hmm. at the end of the article, they, they talked about, they basically have the same opinion that I have about the word, is that we shouldn't use it. Yeah. Um, and the title of the article is Stop Calling Each Other Bitches. Mm. And at the end of the article, they said something so real and powerful for me is, I am tired, I am a woman, and I am not an insult. And that's how I feel about it. Okay. Yeah. I am tired of your harassment. Mm-hmm. I am a woman. Mm-hmm. Respect it. And I am not an insult. Because that's what that B word is. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. And ladies, stand up for yourselves. You know, it's hard, though, out in these streets, being a woman. Mm -hmm. You know, like we said, we talked about last week, the pay gap. Now we have to deal with harassment, you know. And um, that's why I was like, women are some of the strongest creatures on this earth. Amen. We birth. We give life, you know. um, And we work. And we deal with, you know, all the double standards, you know. Um, and, you know, I would argue we just need to come together. It doesn't, you know, different women try to put themselves in boxes like feminists or not. You know, I'm, I don't get caught up in that. I just think we as women need to come together. Because when it comes to issues like harassment, gender pay, whether you classify yourself as a feminist or not, you, you deal with all of those things as a woman. Mm-hmm. And so this is about us supporting each other, you know, out here. And again, I will call it out for the men. You know, we love y'all. Y'all are our brothers. Y'all are our husbands, our boo things, bays, our nephews, cousins. Like, we want you all to be our allies, too. And, you know, that's one of the things I love, you know, in the wake of some of the more highly um, publicized campaigns like Me Too are the men that are stepping up and saying, not just me too. Think about Terry Crews and recently Brandon Fraser came out sharing mm-hmm. their experiences being harassed by men. You know, as straight men, how they have been even harassed, sexually harassed by men, but also the ones that are standing up and saying, I'm with y'all on this. Absolutely. I, as a man, will check the next man. I will tell my brother, don't do that. I will watch myself and be more cognizant of what I do so that you all don't have to you know a lot of times men don't realize you know because women we we suffer in silence and we're taught to just sit back and like take it and be polite and so I love women that are speaking up and I love the men that are coming together and saying you know what this has to stop and I'm going to do my part to support you all and I'm going to do my part to hold other men accountable absolutely I remember doing a workshop um about two years ago with the um, the In Her Shoes Foundation here in Chicago, and it was about domestic violence. And I spoke about my experience with domestic violence. And uh, in the workshop, it was very interactive where we did different exercises, and it was very empowering to the audience. 
So at the end, I had them to sign this pledge. And he actually partook in that as well, too. And the pledge was all about um, our rights, our pledge, and was the title of it. Like, I have the right not to be perfect. I have the right to say no, different things like that. And then in the end, I left it blank for them to write in two separate things of what they have the right to. And what moved me so much about this guy is that instead of saying, I have the right, he crossed out and he said, I have the obligation to respect women in every way. I have the response, he crossed out right again. I have the responsibility to make sure women have the same rights as I have. And that was so incredibly moving to me because at the end he came up to me and he wanted me to take this. But I decided not to take it because I wanted him to always look back on this. So I took a picture of it and I framed it. And this has been like a part, I I look at it every single day. Um, And I am moved that even guys are moved by this. Yeah. And that I'm grateful for guys who take part in empowering women and making women stronger and take on that responsibility. So thank you, men. Love it. Um, so that's it for this episode of Beauties and Banter. Um, follow us on the Instagram, IG, as Renee calls it. <laughs> Facebook and Twitter at Beauties Banter. Use the hashtag Beauties Banter to jump in on the conversation. Tell us about your experiences. This was a topic, actually, that one of our um, listeners said they wanted us to discuss about the don't tell me to smile because we had brought it up briefly in episode three is travel the new way to get a bay. Um, when Renee was talking about her experience, you know, with the man coming up to her, telling her to smile. So, um, they were like, you need to make a podcast out of this. So we listen to you all when you give us topic ideas. So you want to share more topic ideas, hit us up on social media, or you can email us at beauties and banter at gmail.com. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Have a wonderful week, guys.